what is wrong with the Vegas Golden Knights in your estimation? Everything. Everything. There's not one thing that's wrong. It's everything that's wrong. The goaltending is bad. The defensive play is bad. They don't score. They don't attack into the middle of the ice. They're not hard to play against. This team is uh, is not a very it's not a very good team, and it certainly is not even close to being any type of contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Harsh, harsh words from Craig Button there. As we roll into a Thursday episode of the RP Show, everybody, welcome to the stage bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino as we roll your way with your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Big one tonight, Moose. Vegas Golden Knights, home to the Florida Panthers, man. Ooh. I'll be finding a place to go. Uh, this is the guy, Moose. He knows all the hot spots. He knows where the... The Monkey Mucks hangout in Calgary. Are we going to get into that? I don't know. You yeah, I think to? we should. A sure. little later on here in sure. the warm-up. This is the warm-up. This is what we do. I was tucked away in bed early last night as I always am. He's out cavorting with the NHL stars. It's awesome. Yeah, it was good pretty for good. for you. Well, they won last night. They earned it. They can go. That's the flames he's talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I gave that up in 1990 when I was 19, but. <laughs> they just happened to come into the place where you were. They right? just happened to come in where we were at the yeah. end of the game. We were getting ready to leave, and they came in, and and uh, it was great. It was fun. Yeah, awesome. All awesome. of them came in. The whole team, pretty much. What did they eat? Uh, or you didn't notice, probably. Yeah, I wasn't really uh, snooping, but okay. you know. Well, hey, speaking of NHL errs and greats, Brent Sopel's going to be with us a little later on here in hour one. Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks. Former Flame, I believe, but for sure a Vancouver Canuck, Montreal Canadian. He's been around. Uh, Steven Stamp, our NLL insider, is going to be with us. And how about this? The voice of the Oilers, Gino DePaoli, who's on the stage right now. The Okotoks Oilers. When I walked in here today, you have to understand, I leave my room at this resort about 20 minutes early because I come down, and you've seen it, Moose. I visit with everybody along the way. And uh, they said, who's coming in today? And I said, Gino DePaoli is the voice of the orders. He goes, Okotoks. <laughs> Did they make a big deal out of you when you walked in? You're a big deal around here, Gino. So, like he just turned <laughs> as red as his shirt. So anyways, they knew. They knew. It was Lucian, by the way, the Romanian yeah. um, national, formerly. So anyways. I sad to see us leave, by the way. Did he tell you? Yeah. He's not happy that we're leaving, but I told him we're coming back next month. He's like, that's good. That's good. Oh, good. <laughs> good guy. That's good. Anyways, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? I am breaking with protocol today. I'm not opening with NHL leftovers at all. I'm opening with, I, well, like the one-timer segment. Forget about the games. Yeah. We're talking about the trades. Yes. The Montreal Canadiens traded defenseman Ben Chirot to the Florida Panthers on Wednesday for forward Totter Smolanic. The Habs also get a first-round pick in 2023 and a fourth-rounder in 2022. The Canadians retain 50% of Chirot's salary for the remainder of this season. So there's that. In a related trade... I'm not very happy about this, talking to my Florida peeps. The New York Rangers acquired Frank the Tank Vetrano from the Florida Panthers, also Wednesday, for a fourth-round pick. It's a trade between two Eastern Conference contenders that serves a different purpose for each team. Getting Frank the Tank gives the Rangers the kind of veteran forward GM Chris Drury was looking for. They love him in Florida, Moose. Right. How can you not with a name like Frank Vetrano? I know. Uh, but it clears $2.5 million from their cap space. 
for the Atlantic Division leading Panthers. And um, I don't know what to say more about that. We're sad to see Frank go. Yeah, but Ben Sherat will be a nice addition to the Panthers. Right, but to different trades, right? But yeah. they had to make room for Ben Sherratt. And, right. and then the Calgary Flames here acquired forward Callie Yarncroft from Seattle as the Kraken started their pre-trade deadline fire sale. The Flames gave up three draft picks, a second rounder this year, a third rounder next year, and a seventh rounder in 2024. And the Kraken are retaining half of Yarncroft's $2 million salary cap hit for the rest of the season. So it's a win-win for the Flames. You got Gino over here pumping his fists in the air. That They're all loving the trade here in Calgary. So those are the trades. Uh, the one thing that annoys me a little bit, and it's because it overlaps with the baseball free agency right now, Freddie Freeman's a Dodger. Kyle Schwarber, I think, went to the Phillies. You saw the tweets yeah. from the insiders, and these guys are our buddies. It's nothing against them, but it's hearing the flames are close on Ben Sherratt. Tweet. Well, they weren't. There's just so much fake news going around. I know. So I'm kind of just stepping off the merry-go-round until it's official, like these three trades we just mentioned. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of that, especially you know when you look at the conversations that are happening. If they're having conversations, it'll sound like they're close, but until the deal's actually done and it's gone through the NHL, it, yeah, it's just uh, speculation. Uh, I'm opening up. I'm opening up the comments in the chat here. From Sean McCormick, you know him. Yes. Game Plus Television. He's in the control room in Toronto operating the show right now. Sean says, back in Canada, hola, RP team. Come estás, Sean? He says, the Panthers beat Vegas by two tonight, and the Canes take care of the Leafs as well. Ho, ho, ho. How about that? Whoa. We're, we're opening that? the betting vault Spicy. early, but we are in a casino here at 10 in the morning. By the way, your voice is kind of raspy. Were you ripping darts <laughs> this morning when you were playing blackjack? Yeah, I know, were right? You? Were I you? I was not, but uh, maybe secondhand I was. If you can't get out of the country for whatever reason, come down to the Gray Eagle because you will feel like you're in Vegas. Right, guys? They're like, yeah, literally. I just said to Moose this morning, we were sitting at these terminals at the bar. I'm like... I feel like I'm in Vegas. I know. And I'm here for it. I'll go to the Instagram story. You got the lava lamp, the video poker. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I'm loving it here. Uh, so those were the three trades, and the Panthers uh, serve notice they're in it to win it. Nobody had Ben Sherratt tied to Florida that I saw. And all of, did you? And then all that insider no. stuff kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, a little And the bit. flames augmented. Uh, so anyways, those are the trades, and we'll get into more of that later. Let's move to point two, and that is... It's time for the NHL Top 5, Bottom 5 from the RP Show, as collected by your host, me. Let's go to the Top 5 teams in the National Hockey League, starting with the Florida Panthers. 88 points are the most in the toughest conference in the NHL, and they're getting better. The Florida Panthers are the number one team in the NHL. Number two, the Colorado Avalanche. They're the most talented team in the NHL. Anybody would tell you that. They're 91 points are the best in the league. Colorado's number two. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're yelling at us from the crowd. Yeah, I don't have Calgary in it. I'm sorry. Carolina, best winning percentage in the tough Eastern Conference. Number three. Number four, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Two-time defending cup champs will always be in the top five, no matter what. And number five, the New York Rangers. I'm sorry. I just got to say it. Officially, the Stanley Cup dark horse. Officially. Is he yelling at me or is he yelling at the server? Anyways, <laughs> let's go to the bottom five. 
Number 28, the Chicago Blackhawks. All eyes are on what you're going to do with the flower. First big move for the new GM, Kyle Davidson. Number 29, the Ottawa Senators. Three losses in a row, eight losses in their past 10. Where's the progress? Number 30, the Arizona Coyotes. They're no longer last in the West. Winners of seven in their last 10. Have you not heard of the term tanking? What are you doing? I know. Just supposed to win. Number 31, the Seattle Kraken. They are who we thought they were. And number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. Still the NHL's worst team. Very sad story. There's your top five, bottom five. And I'm sure the guys that you were cavorting with last night, to use a term made popular by Peter Marr, right? Here come the Leafs cavorting out of their zone. That's pretty good. You can put it in the wind column. Flames, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting uh, this town's bumping. It's on fire with what the Flames are doing. There's no doubt. But I'm starting to buy into this. I'll believe it when I see it in the playoffs. Yeah. You're hearing a lot of that around to town, too, from the hockey people. Well, you remember when they were top of the conference and out in the first round, right? They were good not that long ago. Um, but this team is good. They're really good. And they got better with the trade. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people thought maybe they'd be in the top five, but there's New York. I mean, you can't argue them with they've got great goaltending. They've got depth up front. I like the Rangers, too. So it's going to get really, really fun really quick. Honestly, I'm becoming a Flames, dare I say, fan, supporter for sure. They've treated us so well. But when they went into Colorado and lost 3 nothing, and I know it was their fifth game in seven nights, I'm like, eh, they got a lot of work to do. Because those teams in the East are fighting hard every single night. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's go to point three. Yeah. That Toronto Blue Jays. We'll spend a minute on this. All-star third baseman Nat Chapman has been acquired by the Blue Jays from the payroll shedding athletics for four players. The five-year veteran and three-time gold glove winner hit 201 with 27 home runs and 72 RBI in 151 games for the Athletics last season. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we saw our guy Ken Reed on Sportsnet Connected saying, by all accounts, he's the best third baseman in the game. He plays out in the American League West. We don't see him that often. We don't know a lot about him. Right. Played 151 games. That's about 140 more than George Springer last year. What's the best ability? Availability. So I like that. I'll take 27 home runs if he is a vacuum on the corner. So the Blue Jays, I was shocked when Arash said yesterday that they are the betting favorite to win the American League East. I went and looked to bet Regal Odds. Dang it, if they aren't, they are the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's with what they have now. They're still looking to augment. So I'm starting to get the thought that maybe, A, I'm going to slip over to Dunedin to watch a little, get my eyeballs on them myself. And two, that this team, we should be looking up their schedule and, Starting to dive into this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I didn't see the Jays, obviously, in Arizona, but getting a, a, just a taste of minor league spring training in the first couple of days in the weekend, it made me really kind of want to follow baseball this year. Isn't that funny? Not usually into it like that until the fall, but I'm kind of am now. Well, the lockout, despite they didn't miss any games that we saw, yeah. did turn me off a little bit. And if the Blue Jays weren't a contender... I wouldn't be paying attention right now. Yeah. I wouldn't. There's too much else going on. But they are a contender. So I'm RP, I will be paying attention. 
Uh, I'll get to the comments maybe in a moment as we roll on here. It's, uh, what is it, 11-11 Central, by the way. Hey, Winnipeg, uh, hit it, hit it. You're on the right path. Stay on it. I'm not sure that counts for the Jets. But anyways, pass, huh? Does it count for the blackjack table? You're winning. You're on a roll. I'm surprised you're even sitting here. I know, right? Moose is on a heater this morning. You don't walk away from a heater. I had to drag him away from the table. Like Ron Meyer, the old uh, coach of the Las Vegas Posse, they had to drag him off the craps table to go coach practice. (laughs) (laughs) You like those, eh? (laughs) It's a true story. Listen, we sat around the table the other day here at the Gray Eagle Buffet, Calgary's best buffet with some CFL guys, and we literally just swapped stories. And you were sitting there just throwing them on the table of back in the day. Jim Barker sleeping with a pot-bellied pig. Like sleeping with it, in the bed with him. Just, and I, he's still in the CFL. You I, might want to ask Jim. I guess he had a pot-bellied pig as a pet. Like most people would have a dog and sleep with their dog. He had a pot-bellied pig. Can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, and that, but we haven't spent any time, by the way, on the CFL stuff at all. Like Arash dropped that stink bomb and left yesterday on the four downs thing. Let me only say this about the Randy Ambrosi Randy's road trip. And Moose and I will debate this probably. This would be a good count, uh, point counterpoint. Yeah. What was the thing we used to do? The face face off. off for the sporting goods company. I thought they should have blown up Randy's road trip here in town. Brought him around to the TV stations in the morning, Global, CTV, the sports talk radio station. Bring him here. And you and some of those CFL guys were like, no, no, no. This is a sponsored thing, it's not a media thing. Okay. But one of them did say if Gary Bettman was in town, there would be a motorcade. There would be a massive media. Everybody would know that the commissioner of the NHL was in town, whereas here it was pretty dis- much slip in, slip out. And I, and I don't favor that, yeah. but I'm not going to tell the CFL how to do their business. Who, who likes that? Nobody. So am I right or wrong? No, I think you're right. The thing that I you know, kind of was on the other side of was I don't think his address... Um, was for the media. I think that was for the fans because he's doing this in every location. If it was for the media, it'd be the exact same thing. I agree that he absolutely should have done the tour. Should have been a breakfast, should have done this, 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 should have been at all the TV outlets, all the radio outlets, and visited with everybody. Make as many stops as you can. And uh, so that I'm on board with for sure. But that's just my thought. That's what popped into my head. Uh, Point five... The Edmonton Stingers completed a sweep in Calgary of two of the top teams from Latin America Wednesday night, defeating Rael Esteli of Nicaragua 88-79 to complete the Basketball Champions League America's homestand at Windsport Arena. Although the Stingers' BCLA run came to an end here, the strong attendance at Windsport provided an exciting indication of Calgary's appetite for a potential expansion team in the future, according to CEBL Commissioner and CEO Mike Morreale. And the thing about Morreale, known him 20-plus years, he is as cool as the other side of your pillow. He is as sharp as the edge of town. And he wrote me the next morning, Rod, thanks for coming to the games last night. Great to see you. Thanks for supporting. Go follow him on Instagram because he's at Mike Morreale, I think 18. I think it's 18. And he wrote a statement there for how great this event was in Calgary. Thanked sponsors and fans for their support. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And there's this murmur around that Morreale will one day be the commissioner of the CFL. Well, I don't 
put stock in that. And I know Mike doesn't either because he's applied twice and never even got an interview. And he's enjoying what he's doing now. But I enjoy that old school touch. Yeah. The personal touch. Rod, thanks for coming out. That's the way they used to do it. When a commissioner writes that, it means something, right? And it feels yeah. good, right? And, and it makes you want to get on here the next day and rave about the CEBL and rave about the event you were at and go to the next one when you're treated well, right? And Mike's yeah. a cool commissioner. He always looks good. He gets right involved, shakes everybody's hands, and you genuinely see that he's excited about the product. That's cool. And Randy Ambrosi's a lot of that too, but yeah. I just think Randy's been on this job since 2017 and he's just ah, shell shocked now from and you can understand. dealing with these owners. And oh my God, I wouldn't want to do it. Randy was pretty bright eyed and bushy tailed when he started too. Of course. <laughs> That's all. When we come back, we're going to delve into what's gone on in a, just an insane week in the NFL. My point I got 6A, 6B, 6C. And that's NFL, WHL, NLL tonight, and a little more on that four-down thing. And, of course, the NHL, I, well, Gino is going to cover the hockey portion. that He'll be uh, joining us a little later on. You are watching the RP Show. We are live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. And if you missed the show, catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.